The apology is an expression of your heart that says, this energy that I put out that bounced off you, I am reclaiming it, transmuting it, acknowledging it, and putting it here so that we can be vulnerable together. We can live connected together. Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. This podcast is part of an online community at solaceandshine.ca. It is a platform for those yearning to remember their true purpose. We are coming to you from Ishtadev Niwas Ashram in the Purcell Mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada, within the unceded territory of the Tanaha Nation. The Solace and Shine podcast dives into teachings from the soul's ancestral roots. The teachings are here so that we may embrace the human experience and live it with beauty, courage, and creativity. These teachings will make you want to lean in and shine wholeheartedly together in community. Allow me to introduce to you our host and guide, Sanyasi Shivani. Shivani has worked as a medium and a spiritual teacher for the last 20 plus years. Through her dedicated practice as a renunciation, and a teacher of yoga, she guides community through all aspects of living and embodying spirit through foundations of love, service, yoga ecology, and elevated esoteric teachings. Are you ready to embody your light? Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. Hello, dear friends, this is Chaitanya. And in this episode, it came from the September 22 lecture of Solace and Shine's Roots and Wings program. Here, we are learning what it takes to live from the heart and a foundation of unconditional love. And what does that mean or feel like? All we can do is do the work and then experience where it takes us. Sanyasi Shivani starts explaining why our generation is only now learning to apologize and the value of it. She describes what our past generations have gone through and why we are where we are in relationship to our own hearts. We have this opportunity to feel our hearts and sit in vulnerability with each other. This is the work that brings us into a heart space with one another. Savani G offers a five-step process that you can start practicing with everyone around you, especially those closer to you in your daily life. This practice has sincerely changed my life. Although it was extremely difficult at the beginning, I promise it becomes easier. And with practice, you will, be, you will start experiencing the real meaning of embodied, unconditional love. So the importance of the apology in order to become able to live from the heart. Everybody wants to live in the heart. Oh, we're going to live in the heart and we're all interconnected and, and we have this foundation of unconditional love. Yeah, it's really good to say, but the reality of it, the reality of what it's going to take to get there is, is the work. It's, it's, it's a lot different than what we want it to look like. You know, and it comes, you know, this, this Manipura to Anahat, we have to come across this bridge of surrender and humility. 
in order to bring the pranas up from Manipura into the heart to be interconnected. But in the interconnectedness, you know, you have to be able to leave the shame and the guilt and the fear behind in order to come up into the heart so that we're not living from a place of attachment and grief. This is what COVID is or has been, is this huge collective transmutation of grief, of collective grief in the heart and attachment. You know, so we want to live in this interconnected heart space, but we're still afraid of being vulnerable. We're still afraid of truly showing who we are even to our even to our closest you know and um for me personally uh it's been my relationship with Param Jodi that has taught me the most about that because what I'm speaking to you about today is not like some you know like I am removed from it and have transcended like no 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 man this is like some of my biggest work that I have experienced in the last 20 years. And, and Param Jodi and Narayana have been a huge part of my opportunity to up my game, to step up, to really uh, learn to sit in unconditional love, not just of them, but of myself, and allow them to also love me for me. That's why I know that this is so important. This is why I know that this is a key, not the key, a key, a huge key to unlocking this ability to shift paradigms. Now, I was thinking about the anatomy of the heart and the importance of the apology and even the anatomy of an apology. You know, we have World War One and World War Two, where on a global scale, men and women were asked to do things unspeakable to each other, despicable to each other. And in the name of country and God and blah, 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 you know, you do these things because it's what is needed is in, in sometimes for your own survival. And to reconcile that in the heart is, is really not, is, I, don't, I really don't feel that it's um, necessarily doable or, or, um, or reasonable to ask of somebody of that generation um, to learn how to reconcile those energies of their actions and of their reality and of what they have done into an apology. And I'm, when I say apology, I am not saying like lip service, I am sorry that I blah, 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 blah. I'm saying that an apology is the key to redirecting the energy out of a pattern and into a new reality. So I think, you know, my grandparents, World War II, 
I don't think they could apologize for what they did during war or how they coped with it when they came home. And therefore, you know, and after, after World War II, we had the Depression, where a lot of people were living with a lot of lack and a lot of survival. And when you're in survival, you can't, you can't reconcile. Survival by its, you know, nature is a third dimensional orientation. You cannot orientate into the heart and really come into uh, an acknowledgement of self and actions of self during that. So they couldn't, they couldn't apologize for the way they behaved after war and the way they behaved during the depression and the way they behaved after the depression. I just, I honestly don't think they could. You know, so, I mean, maybe, maybe you think that they could, that's totally fine. But in my direct relationship with my grandparents and of, of um, what they experienced and went through and seeing how they brought up their children, my parents, I don't think they could apologize. So then we have this post-war generation uh, that was born in the stress of post-war, the grief of post-war and they grew up in that lack and they grew up in that stress and they made a decision by Joe's, I am not going to bring out my children like that. I will have what we need. I will work hard. I will blah, 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 blah. I will do this. I will do what it needs to be done. And I will make sure that my reality is one of living the dream, not the reality of post-war, but the dream. And that meant that there was an entire generation uh, that worked for the dream of consumerism, capitalism, because they were trying to get out of the stress that they were, they were born into. Even if they were born in the 50s and 60s, they're still born in that post-war stress, post-war grief. And so in there, from what I have been told, in their uh, reality, they did what needed to be done to provide for their families. And so where they experienced misgivings, uh, they won't apologize because they do did what needed to be done. It's a different energy to can't apologize. It's a, it's a won't apologize because the reality is many and i'm not saying all of course but the reality the majority of the collective consciousness that was born in the 50s and onwards in the late 40s they have not been in war majority of people they have not experienced they have not been asked to um do these things so it's not a can't it's it's a won't 
because they feel that they have done the best they can to provide for their families. And so if their their children came home to empty houses, their children came home to parents never emotionally being available, their parent they came their, their children have grown up with parents that um were still so in their own stress of trying to get out of the lack that their childhood was in that they did not see that the sensitivity of the indigos my generation that has come through and they won't apologize which is fine you know that's fine they they do not see it in that way and that is that is where that is at that's not the point the point is you and me the point is where we are at and that reality is that we've never been taught how to apologize. We've never been taught the value of an apology. We've never been taught the gold of an apology. We've never been taught the importance of an apology. And so, and we've never been taught, we've just never been taught how to. And so now you and I, we're sitting here and, and many of us, we have children and we have grandparents and parents who in their own realities always have done the best they could. Every reality has done the best they could. And we are also doing the best we can. But the best we can does not mean that we do not have misgivings. And this journey is about really bringing a light to the self. And that includes the misgivings, regardless of the justification of why you are the way you are. That's irrelevant, right? Who you are in this moment is the only thing that is real, regardless of where we have come from. If you are watching this, there is no justification anymore of why we are, only this moment and who we are. So we need to learn fast how to apologize. No? And I'm not talking about, you know, the airy fairy apologies. What is an apology? Right, this very apology of like, uh, you know, I'm so sorry, I won't always, you know, as a parent, you're like, I won't always get it right, but I'll do the best I can. Really, there's kind of a, a, <clears throat> a, a manipulation of I'm going to screw it up and that's just the way it is. So suck it up, buttercup. Right? I'm so sorry. I, I won't always get it right, but I will always do my best. Yeah, we're, we're always doing our best. We know that part. But when you don't get it right, when your misgivings come to the surface, when your shadows come to the surface, you must act on grounding that awareness into this third dimension and creating a connection through the misgiving so that 
The heart can open in the space of vulnerability and the paradox that you are simultaneously the spark of the divine and you are not getting it right all at the same time. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Um, you know, it, it has no value. This like, I'm so sorry, I won't always get it right, but I'll always do my best. You know, when you have, when an apology has no value, you are not relating. You know, and when somebody says that behavior was not okay, it did not feel okay to me. Don't turn around and say it also hurt you. That's, that's in that moment, irrelevant. It means when, when somebody says, you know, that really hurt, that really did not feel good. And I am holding a boundary for that not being, that's not, that's not okay. When you turn around and say, it also hurt me without a beat, without missing a beat, what you're saying is, I cannot reconcile that my reality has created an expression of disease or pain or what disease or pain or whatever in the collective that what is coming out of me or coming out of people I love is rippling out pain into the world. You, you gotta be able to take a breath and feel it and acknowledge it and see it. And if after you've done those processes, you can also turn around and say, I also feel that pain. It doesn't discredit or and instantly take the energy out of the person that is just vulnerably very said, very vulnerably said to you, that was not, that was not okay. Turning around and saying, I, it, I, I, it wasn't okay for me either that it instantly just takes the energy. All of this is energy. All of this is about direction of energy and frequency of energy and how we bring our hearts to the relation, the connection of the space. So, so, because we have not known how to apologize, we don't actually have the skills to teach our children how to apologize, which means we don't actually have the skills to teach our children how to live with an open heart. Yeah, let that sink in for a minute, right? We don't actually have the skills to teach our children how to live with an open heart if we do not have the skills to live with an open heart, shown by our inability, our, our unknowing of how to apologize and take responsibility for our misgivings in the moment, not 10 years later, right? So the anatomy of an apology. This is what has come through. This is what I personally uh, practice. Ask Narayana. <laughs> 
And, uh, you know, the magic that I see coming out of this is profound, really is profound. Um, you know, because when, when I have been shown in the moment or shortly after my misgivings towards Narayana as a parent, I'm sure many of you can relate. Um, if in the times that I have been able to really catch myself and go, yeah, no, no, that's not okay. In myself, that's not okay. And then to come to Narayana and share an apology and offer an apology to him, what he has shown me is that his generation is it his generation has come through with the open heart but it is the woundings and the pain of the generations before us that are shutting their hearts down so it's not about us teaching them how to live with an open heart it's us stopping the pain and the lack of responsibility for our actions generationally so that we don't pass it on to them. That's what an apology in our generation has the capability of doing, is stopping that energy of the can'ts and the won'ts and the don't knows hows, stopping it and transmuting it in ourselves so that it is no longer passed on to this generation of children who already have the open heart. They're already here, you know? And what he has shown me, Narayana, when I apologize to him, is real grace, a real connection. Not, not in that, like my generation would be like, well, I am the parent and you are the child. And so therefore I have power over yeah, it. Need, that needs to change, but it does not change as equals, right? This, I'm not talking about this parenting style of a lack of boundaries because you love them, right? I'm saying that the connection that is created not the dynamic, the connection that is created is profound. And in that connection, the dynamic changes. All right. So here's my four parts, Shivani's four parts to the anatomy of an apology um, that I hope will help all of us learn how to apologize. First of all, uh, before the first part, I think it's really important to not apologize standing in front of your child. I'm just going to go with apologizing to your child. You could be apologizing to your spouse or somebody you know or your, you know, your friend, like whatever, right? Don't apologize uh, standing over them energetically that's not the frequency that is going 
to shift things. Get either eye level or lower. Be humble. Get humble. Right? Look up to the person that you are apologizing to. Okay? It is important to really energetically acknowledge that. And that's going to be hard for a lot of people because when people have their misgivings to the surface, it is such a wounded ego that, you know, an apology becomes, I'm sorry. So do you want a cup of tea? Blah, 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 blah. There's, it's very superficial. It's very like, I'm going to say the words, I'm sorry, or sometimes not even say the words, I'm sorry. I'm just going to like, yeah, meh, meh, sorry, meh, yeah. Okay, we're done. We're good? Okay, great. It's like this, yeah, no, there, there has been no connection reconnected. Yeah, this, this is not reconnected, you know, in that lack of awareness, right? So first thing, get lower or at least eye level, but don't apologize looking down, standing over your child or, you know, standing at the top of the stairs, um, looking at your, down at your spouse or whatever, whoever. Okay. And then don't underestimate the, just the, the raw simplicity in an apology that the words, I'm sorry, hold. Many, many, many people try to apologize without actually saying I'm sorry. Usually followed by a justification or a reasoning of why what they did was justifiable, acceptable. Acknowledging that it probably didn't feel very good, but you know, like, no, we're, we got to stop this. I'm sorry. This is where the, this is in the chakra immersion where Ho'oponopono opono comes from, right? I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, thank you. This is the practice of the heart. But I really feel like um, we need to up our game a little more than that because that is very, very powerful, but it's almost an advanced practice. I, I think there's a little bit of working room before that is we're capable of that, of just be able to go there. That's like, I've done the work and this is the bloom, the flower that I'm offering. Let's, let's do the work. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Those two words are important. They are not, uh, you cannot swap them out. Okay. You can add to them. I'm sorry. That was not okay. That did not feel in right action. I'm a bit mortified at myself, you know, but you do need to say, I'm sorry. Okay. That's the first thing. The second thing is why so many people apologize. I'm sorry. And apparently that's the end of it. Well, wh what exactly are you sorry for? Because if you can't say what you're sorry for, then you're telling me you don't know what you're sorry for. You actually haven't felt what is inside of you that it was expressing itself. You haven't actually touched it. You haven't actually brought it to the light. You don't actually know what you're dealing with. You don't actually know what you are bringing forth. If you can't tell me what you're sorry for, 
So I'm sorry. And then why are you sorry? And in your why, no justifications, no reasonings. Okay. The why has to be a sovereign understanding that this is a frequency of misgiving that is coming to the surface inside of myself and it is my sole responsibility to recalibrate it. Okay. So sorry, why with no justifications and a declaration that you will actively not engage in that way again, right? To the best of your ability, obviously, you know, you may not be perfect. It may happen again. But if you're not committed to actually changing that behavior, changing that way of interacting, then your apology means nothing. You know, you don't slap somebody in the face and say sorry and then slap them in the face again and expect them to be okay. You know, like you actually have to put your hand down. So I'm sorry. Why? Without justification and a declaration that you are committed to recalibrating this aspect of what is unrefined in yourself. That you can see it clearly enough that you are committed to changing that within yourself. So that's number three. And then four is actively inviting, not telling, you have no power, like inviting the person that you are uh, apologizing to, to lovingly point it out to you if they see this pattern happening again. Lovingly. This is not a conflict. We are not engaging in conflict. We are not engaging in an argument. But if you see that part of you that you're like, oh, I, I, I'm ready to recalibrate that. I am committed to recalibrating that. If you see that frequency in me again, could you please lovingly let me know so that I have a chance to catch it earlier? And that empowers that person to be part of your journey, not just the thing you bounce up against, right? Because the fact that you're having to apologize means that you've bounced up against something. But when you invite that person in in an invitation to being part of that journey by show, by telling you or, or pointing out to you when that frequency is coming to the surface in you again, when they can see it, when they can feel it with their own heart, that this piece of misgiving or unrefinement in your you is coming to the surface, then you're inviting that connection into your heart, into the most vulnerable, scary, sometimes disgusting place in you with love of saying, it is not your responsibility to fix this, but if you see it coming up in me, please say something so that I can catch it earlier. 
And that is how we come from bouncing up against the other through the transmutation of an apology inside of ourselves from this visceral. An apology is visceral. It has got no shame in it. There is no guilt in an apology. There is no fear in an apology. An apology is an expression of your heart. The apology is the expression of your heart. There is no shame. If you are apologizing from shame, that is not an apology. If you are an apology, apologizing from guilt, that is not an apology. You can acknowledge that you have misgivings and that you have said or done something that was not appropriate without feeling guilt, without feeling shame, and without being afraid. Just acknowledging it. And that means that you have transmuted the energy. And if you haven't transmuted the energy, that's, that's the work. Get to work. Right? The apology is an expression of your heart that says, this energy that I put out that bounced off you, I am reclaiming it, transmuting it, acknowledging it and putting it here so that we can be vulnerable together. We can live connected together. And it's amazing. And my experience of apologizing specifically to Narayana, because he's my child. When I'm tired, when I'm stressed, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm blah, 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 he is he is the being that, you know, children get the short stick because adults would be like, what the hell? <laughs> but children are like, oh my God, why, why are you acting like this? You know, and, and, and they can't speak back, you know? They, they, children should not speak back. They should not mouth off to their parents, but they should, I feel, should's a very dangerous word, Shivani, they should have the skills, be shown the skills, be set the example of the skills of being in the moment, being able to turn around and say, mom, why are you speaking to me like I've done nothing, like I've done something wrong when I haven't done anything wrong? Why are you speaking to me like that? That's not speaking back. That's calling out lovingly with respect, with self-respect. That's, that's not disrespectful. That's acknowledging the moment and so yeah we've got we've got to then in that moment turn around and go i'm sorry you're right you're right you've done nothing wrong and i have just spoken to you in an xyz way and that's not appropriate and it's not okay and thank you for pointing it out and please point it out again. 
and then there's this love that happens. But it doesn't have to be just with your children. If you don't have children, I am quite sure that there is somebody that you have spoken unkindly to, done something unkindly to, unthoughtful to, that is an expression of your own wounding. Regardless, regardless of why or where or the justification or the generations, like, yeah, we get it. Can't, won't, don't know how. Right, now, now you know how. So your homework this month is to write this out. To write out the four steps, or five, if you include orientation of your body when you do it. And, um, and then apologize to somebody. Like really apologize to somebody. Spouse, child, person down the street, doesn't matter. What matters is you are looking at that piece of you that is unrefined, just like I have to every day. And you're acknowledging that in a way that creates a heart connection with the person. And sometimes, sometimes you don't even know what you've done, but you can feel that there is a dis-ease between you. And you could have the courage to call it. I feel like there's a real dis-ease between us. And I, I'd love to have a conversation as to what that is. And then when that person says, well, you know, you, I experienced you doing X, Y, Z. And I don't really have the space for that in my life. And you don't look like you're, you know, keen on changing that. So I'm just not going to... You know, I'm not going to be the thing you bounce up against. You know, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in having a relationship with you, but I'm not interested in being the thing that you bounce up against with your with with your eyes closed and, and then just, you know, be your punching bag. So, but if they do, if they do tell you, take that pause. And before you speak, recognize whether or not you're speaking from defending the wound or redirecting away from that wound and see what happens let's do a a collective k to d experiment this month about around living from the heart i love you all i'm sorry Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in our Solace and Shine podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it. We would love to hear what inspired you. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like for us to explore, please leave a note in the comments. 
Also, if you would like a daily dose of connection and raising of your frequency, join us on We Are, our online community. You can find the link in the podcast description. Follow the link and you will receive two weeks for free. See you soon. And don't forget, soften and expand.